Welcome, everybody. This is your next episode of Suddenly Sisters. I'm Erica, and that's Sean. And she's really singing it this time because she just went to see her favorite group, Jodeci, in concert. Yes, for the first time ever. About being simple. Yes, yes. Oh, that was beautiful. Can we just have a moment for? 90s R&B. And if you have no idea why we're so giddy about this moment, go back and listen to our episode where we talked about our love for the 90s. It was called Settling Sampling, but we talked about all of the 90s. So um, you will definitely hear all about Sean's love affair with Jodeci and the history of it all in that episode. But I'm so proud of you, Sissy, that you got to actually see them for the first time ever. I ever. hope it was all that your heart desired. It wasn't. I'm going to tell you why. Oh, so, no. I'm going to tell you why. Because I missed Come and Talk to Me. Oh. Because They sang that first? I don't know if they sang that first. I actually missed the beginning. And when we were getting close to our seats, they were like, we could hear Come and Talk to Me playing. And I was like, no. I like literally screamed that out loud in Madison Square Garden. Um, so mm-hmm. it was, and they were first. And so like their set was so short. Um, yeah. It, it might have been like 30 minutes. But like as Mr. Dalvin was walking off the stage, he was like, we'll be back for our own tour concert. And I was like, okay, because this dude behind me, we both felt like we didn't get the full Jodeci because he kept yelling out songs. I was like, yeah, that one too. And I had to leave before New Edition saying, can you stand in the rain? Um, oh. But that's okay. I've seen New Edition like 15 million times, so that's all right. But it was a beautiful moment in my 42 years that I finally got to see my favorite group, Jodeci, sing some of my favorite love songs that took me back to my boo thing back then. And, you know, it was a beautiful moment. It was a beautiful moment, but I could have definitely had more. I could have definitely had more. Well, I'm so excited for you. That's hilarious. All right. Well, Moving on to this week's episode, today we're going to be doing our part two of, what's the title, Sean? Suddenly Searching for Real Love. For real Love. Are you supposed to Very good. There you go. All right. So in part one, if you haven't heard it, you totally should. It was a good episode. Um, because Sean was basically talking about her experiences with love over the years and her more recent experience with online dating and how tragic it is out there (laughs) in those streets. (laughs) So if you haven't heard it, please go listen to it and then come back to part two. We'll still be here. Um, But so this episode is basically the opposite. We'll be focusing on Erica's love story, um, twisted as it is, and we will cover all of the things and hopefully it'll be just as entertaining as part one yeah and there might be a brief update to part one as well okay but you want to save that for the end your update sure let's see how yours goes 
Okay, very good. All right, so how do I start this story, Sean? Um, oh man, I had a song in my head, but it went away just that quick. You, uh, you start at the very beginning. That's a very <laughs> good place to start. <laughs> That's a big reference, people. All right. Um, which, which beginning, though? Which? I mean, okay. Truthfully, yes. I feel like your like middle school, high school romance love life is not as crazy as mine. Okay. So maybe you start with like, uh, like college. Kind of. Okay. That's fine. Okay. Okay. Woo. Good. All right. Good answer. Okay. So, uh, let's just start with back in college. So I was the the girl that wasn't like dating a whole bunch of people. I wasn't like out there in the streets. Like it wasn't that wasn't my thing. It never was my thing. I was always like a one dude person. Like it just I just couldn't. I couldn't even think in those terms. Like, I'm pretty sure I missed out on those, like, moments in your 20s where you just out there wilding. And everybody's like, oh, you remember? And I'm like, mm, I, I don't. Like, that wasn't me. So, you know, I was always very cautious about, you know, who I was talking to and actually committing to people and things like that. So when I started college, I think I was recent mm, was I still dating Chris at the time no mm. I'm pretty sure you and Chris were done by then no I can't remember because I want to say we might have been done but I think we were still in communication my freshman year okay that's fair yeah I think we were pr pretty much still in communication but that was yeah so I we had been together for a couple years and I was just like well yeah I'm about to go to college so uh, I don't know wait did so, you go to prom with him no I went to prom with Thomas that's what I thought okay that's what I thought yeah so that was yeah mm -hmm. um anywho we started with college though <laughs> <laughs> okay Okay, we can come back to that though. <laughs> we might. Um, that's another episode. So, um, coming to college, you know, freshly broken up with Chris, really wanted to get, you know, just be at school, like not really having to deal with all of the extras, um, which was cool because there was a lot going on at school already um, with you know, I had friends from high school that were still at college with me. And so that was cool. And then I met some new people and that was cool. But being in school was a lot like, you know, Sam Houston is not quote unquote, not known for being a party school, but I have a different recollection because I feel like we were always at a party, <laughs> like always in the streets. So, but it was a good time. I definitely had fun. Um, but during my time at Sam Houston is when I was really trying to figure out like who was the type of guy that I wanted to be with. Cause at that time, not only had a couple of relationships between middle school and high school. And so this was like new territory, right? Cause now I'm not dealing with just Houston dudes or just people I went to school with. Like, this is like 
new territory. Like you're adult, but not adult. So <laughs> it's a whole new world out there. So that definitely was interesting. Um, Cause then I actually found myself dating, like not just, oh, this is my boyfriend. I'm only committed to this person, but I actually did date people. Mm-hmm. And so that was pretty different because I wasn't used to that. Right. Cause I only had like, you know, if I was with Chris, I was with Chris and that's the person that I went out with. That's the person that I was dating. That's the person I was committed to like blah, blah, blah. But now I was actually dating people, which was weird. Cause it's like, oh, okay, well you can, like you can go out with somebody on Friday and then go out with somebody different on Saturday. Like, hello, who's doing this? Like apparently everybody was doing this, but Erica wasn't doing this. And then it was just <laughs> weird it was a weird time it was interesting but it was definitely weird I figured out that I didn't really like that though Mm -hmm. again wasn't my thing um but I tried it it was it was a short term I tried it but it really wasn't wasn't my flow so after all of that jazz I ended up actually that's when I actually started dating Roosevelt who ended up being my first husband so we spent the rest of our college time together um so yeah so that was the beginning of it all really um we knew each other from high school but didn't date then and so we didn't really date date until we were both at college which we weren't even at college I didn't even know y'all knew each other in high school that's interesting yeah so my best friend at the time's boyfriend that was his best friend Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yes. So they would come over to the school and hang out. And so I knew him, but we never dated or anything like that until we got to college. So. Got it. Yeah. So, you know, spent the rest of college time with him and then we went to grad school, but then we got married like right after that. So that was one of those, like, that's your person and, you know, you stick with your person and that's your person. But how do you know he was your person? Like, how do you know he was the one you were supposed to marry? See, great question. Because thinking about it after the fact, um, I think that I thought certain things based on my perceived value system. And I'm saying it that way because I feel like a lot of the things in the beginning when we're trying to find ourselves is still built on what we've been taught or shown, you know, during childhood and as growing up. And so we don't realize until we get to a certain point in life that I don't have to do all that stuff I used to do. Like, I don't have to have that same belief system. I don't have to still be trying to live by these rules that somebody else put in place. Like I can make my own rules. I can have my own thoughts and opinions and values about what does marriage look like? What does a relationship look like? What do I really want out of that thing? And so I hadn't gotten there yet. I mean, in full transparency, I had, I was still living by that previous thought and value structure when we got married. And so Which it was totally a, fair because we were 20 something years old, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I believed and thought a lot of things about, you know, myself and about marriage and about what I wanted, um, just based 
on that previous belief system. Nothing is wrong with that first belief system. Um, it was what it was at the time. I didn't know any different, um, but I did base, you know, my choices off of those things. So in fairness to that, you know, I want to say based on what I thought and believed, then yes, I thought this is my person. Like this mm-hmm. is, you know, we related in the same ways. We had a lot of things in common. There's a lot of things that we, you know, enjoyed and, and saw for ourselves that complement each other, things like that. Um, but I think when it came down to it, which is how we even ended up not being married, um, mm-hmm. but figuring out that we had different ideas about what marriage should look like and what mm-hmm. we wanted that to be. Um, and so that was really the beginning of how it ended was because it was just like, this isn't what I, what I thought, like, I, I don't think this is how I want it to be. Mm-hmm. And it, it was the hard way to try to fix it. I mean, we went to therapy, we, you know, we tried to do things do I think we try hard enough probably not I mean you know at some point you just decide in your mind like okay I tried this isn't Mm -hmm. gonna I don't see any change I don't see anything happening here um I think we were both at fault with how that all went down but I think at the end of the day us being able to at least agree and come to terms that this wasn't working um, was the best thing that we could have done for each other and for our kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, what One thing I refuse to do is to be in a situation or a space that is unhealthy for myself and that is showing my kids that this, that like, no. Like, I'm not saying just because we have kids. Like, we can't mm-hmm. do that. I don't ever want to do that. Because that's the thing that, you know, I never wanted my kids to experience is to be like, oh, my parents are married, but they're miserable. <laughs> right. right. Like, absolutely not. Like, no. I'd rather be single and out there do, figuring out whatever, but my kids know that it's okay to start again. It's okay to say this isn't for me or this isn't working. Um, it's okay to still be friends after the fact. Like, right now, today, I can say that we have gotten to a place and it took years for us to get to this space where I feel like we're friends and I feel like I know right like I'm not saying we go out and kick it don't no don't do that (laughs) we're not no ma'am this is huge (laughs) ma'am don't sit like I don't sit here act like I don't know this is huge I know, and this is like my first time saying it out loud because it really has taken a long time. But I want to say that I feel like we're on a, on a level where we could be friends and that you know, we're not kicking it or anything like that, but that the level of conversation that we have, and it's generally 99% about our kids, but even the tone and the conversation that we have about our kids um, is very different and it's very like calm and peaceful and nice like understanding so for example I'll give you an example for example um Aubrey my middle daughter had a situation last week and she fractured her wrist and so I was doing my normal mom thing 
And I kept looking at her like something is still wrong. Like she wasn't like boohoo crying, but she she literally looks like something was broken. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, we're going to go to the urgent care. I got a feeling that this is going to probably be something. I hate that it's going to be something because, you know, your world gets turned upside down in an instant. And I was just like, I hope it's not nothing, but I really got a feeling there's something in there. So as I'm driving her to urgent care, I was like, okay. And I was trying to go through my head, like all of the things that I'm thinking about in terms of what happens if it's this and how do we prepare for this and blah, blah, blah. And so when we get inside and I check her in and I said, so I'm going to call your dad now. <laughs> Cause I wanted her to be prepared. Cause she already know, like I'd already given her business. Like, what are you doing? But I was like, I'm going to call your dad now. And she's just like, oh, okay. So I had been texting him to tell him, you know, that she had a fall. And he was like, oh my God, what happened? Like, what's going on? He was like, if you can't text, just call me. And I was like, okay. So after I checked her in or whatever, I called him and he was like, oh my God. He was like, what happened? Like, is she okay? Like, how are you? Like, blah, blah, blah. And so even our conversation just about him and we laughed and joked about how, um, unbalanced and non-athletic she is but (laughs) um (laughs) but the conversation really was was of course concern for her but he also shows concern for me because his response is like you know he even said like I feel so bad because these are the times that I wish I could be there but I'm not able to And I said, I understand. And I said, I think about that as well. Like, I'm sorry that this is, you know, the position that you're in, because I know that you want to be here. I know that you want to, you know, come to the doctor with her. But situation is what the situation is, and you're not able to. And I totally understand that. So for him having compassion and concern for not just her, but for the now situation that I am in as her mom and and how I'm handling that so him showing concern for me is new he hasn't always been that way in previous Mm -hmm. years and so we are at the point where you know when his dad passed I reached out to him because I was just like are you okay like how like what do you need like how can I help you like I don't even know what that means but I felt like such a sense of I would I know how their relationship was and how devastating his this loss would be. Like tell me whatever it is that you need me to do especially in relation to your kids and getting them there and how can I help you during this process. So we're at the point now where we have concern and and, and at least compassion for each other as mm-hmm. people not just with our kids. So so that's that's new. That's in the last couple of years. So that that makes me feel like we're at a new space where we can at least be friends. That's so beautiful. (laughs) Like I'm so excited. I mean, I think that's really nice because y'all do share children and you know, he has other children, you have other, another child. And so it, it wasn't ever going to work long-term with two people not getting along and not, um, when you have like such big families all together, you know what I mean? Right. So that's really beautiful that y'all have gotten to a happy place. And that, I mean, it really does show that you did at some point love each other and care about each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, that you both love your kids and 
oh, that is just, that is just melting my heart today. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know it's a little cold and dead, but my, that is melting my heart a little bit. <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> so y'all broke up. Um and yeah. but you still you married to somebody else. So you gotta tell us how you got there. I mean, I okay, know, so, but how'd you get there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, no, good point. Um, so getting divorced is devastating, right? Because devastating. I mean, it was it was a really, really down low break but it was a bad time like it was not it was bad like we were not kind to each other like it was bad and in the process of divorcing him you're divorcing friends right because we don't like he had his friends and I had my friends and we got married and everybody was friends and then Mm -hmm. we get divorced and it's like uh, okay well who I get her you get him like how how do we (laughs) We got to yeah, break up. But those friends became my friends. And then yes. you like, wait, but I, but wait. Yes. And so, because I had to pick a side. <laughs> exactly. You have to pick a side. And so it's, it's very, um, it was hurtful because I wasn't prepared for that. I was prepared. I was barely prepared to not be with him, but to not have my friend group be the same and not have my, you know my my support system looked the same like I just that was a harder pill for me to swallow in all honesty like getting divorced was horrible but divorcing the the circle the invite the units that was devastating and it took me a lot longer to even process and get over that part than the actual divorce because there was so much fallout from our divorce that I wasn't expecting or prepared to deal with like that's that as hell um so but I did you know because I was going through therapy during that time because I needed like the darkness was very overpowering and I was very overwhelmed with how was I supposed to manage this new life without this person who was supposed to be my person and in in full transparency without his income because he was the one holding down the house like I wasn't the one I wasn't the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. And so now I gotta figure out I, I gotta pay all the bills. Like who's paying all the bills? Like, no, <laughs> this is not right. Um, and so it was things like that. And it was the fact that now I'm a single mom. And it was like, I don't even I don't even like those words. Like I that's not my life. Like that's my life now. So there it was a lot that I had to unpack with the divorce. A lot of light was shedded on things. Um, during that time and so going through therapy I was very grateful that I actually took that step to say I need some assistance with thinking about this um because I really couldn't have done it on my own like I really needed to have somebody like hand holding me through the process and so she was really great she really helped me to kind of identify some things um and how to start over per se and you know just having clearer perspective about my life and the stuff that I wanted and, you know, how I wanted to evolve from this thing. And it was very helpful. Um, So during that time, um, you know, I actually, I don't want to say like reinventing myself, but, you know, I was like, okay, well, we could try new things. Like I can step outside my box, blah, blah, blah. And so one of the things that I did in stepping outside of my box was that 
I kind of was having, it wasn't really a year of yes, but it was a, I say yes to things that I normally would not think about or, or would say no to, mm-hmm. to try to get myself out there and experience new things. And so one of my friends who's a photographer, um, she posted that she needed a model to come and take pictures for her. She was building her portfolio. And so, you know, I normally be like, oh, that's cool, you know, and keep scrolling. Um, but I actually was like, sure, I'll do it. And she was like, for real? And I was like, yes. I was like, I'll do it. Let's go. <laughs> so I did this photo shoot. The pictures were super cute. I still love those pictures. By the way. Super cute. And I posted the pictures and Gamal liked all of the pictures. And literally it was like 20 something pictures that I posted. And he went and liked all of them and made comments on all of them, right? And I was just like, who is this dude? Like, I like I know him because we went to high school together. But I was just like, why is he? Like, all of a sudden, all of my pictures. And so he sent me a message. He inboxed me. and was like, hey, you know, I love your pictures. You look so beautiful. You know, what have you been up to? Um, I haven't seen you post much, blah, blah, blah. So oh, this is Facebook, by the way, people that I'm talking about. So, um, so then we started talking, you know, back and forth, just catching up, blah, blah. And again, this is me in my mind saying yes to things that I previously would have said no to. Cause previously had he inboxed me, I smooth would have been like, nope, not even responding. Mm-hmm. But I was like, nope, I'm stepping outside of my box. I'm going to say yes to things. I'm just going to see what's happening out there in the world. And so that was me saying yes to having a conversation with him. Um, a couple of weeks later, we ended up going out on a date. And because, again, this is me saying I'm stepping outside of my box. I'm stepping outside okay. of my box. And so we had a date. It ran really well. Um, and I I don't, I kind of want to say the rest is history, but <laughs> we just kept dating. And I was just like, okay, well, let's just see. Okay, well, let's just see. Um, um, yeah, and then kind of the rest was history. Now, I won't say that this road has been smooth by any means. I won't say that. Um, but what I will say is that it started for me in my perspective. It started by me being able to step outside of the box that I had built for myself. This is not a box anybody else put on me. This is a box that Erica built for herself, a whole one bedroom house for myself. Um, and so I had to get outside of the box in order to figure out, you know, was the thing that I was saying in therapy, was I actually going to live it? Cause I had a whole plan like in therapy, like she made me like write down, you know, goals and ideas and things I want to do and, stuff I want to accomplish and how I was going to, you know, be this new person and have all these things, which is great. Great. Transition next. That yes. Okay. Yep. So you're basically saying that you feel like this all happened because you kind of gave yourself like a year of yes. You set a plan. You were open to the possibilities. Is that what you're saying? Yes. So I think had I not been more open to trying to actually live the life I said I wanted in therapy with words that actually executing that and actually doing it uh we probably would not be married because I wouldn't have said yes I wouldn't even say yes to the first DM like it wouldn't have been no date because I would have just been like nope mm -mm. 
I'm not doing this. <laughs> right. But I was just like, okay, let me see. Like, you know. I mean, I feel that, but like, I've done that too. And mm-hmm. been open to a year of yes or what have you. And that's how I met the last ex because I was same, same situation. Like, liking everything. Message, like, he friended me. And I was like, oh, no, you, who is you? <laughs> and then I said yes to that. But it doesn't always end in rainbows and roses, you know? No, it doesn't. And I'm not even saying that we had rainbows and roses in the beginning. Um, Because it really took a lot of effort for us to figure out each other in this space, right? Because I'm still, like, evolving from previous me. Mm -hmm. Uh, He made a lot of assumptions about me just based on what he thought he knew. So it was really a lot about, no, no, like... The reality is, this is who I am. Like, this is where I've been, and this is where I'm trying to go. So, if we're not down with all of these things, we can't do this. Um, and so, it, it was really still a lot of work that had to be done in terms of relating to each other. What does this look like? And I was very conscious of making sure that we had conversations about what we wanted out of the the relationship. Cause I just didn't want to end up in a space where I was with someone and then we figure out this isn't what we wanted or this isn't what we thought it was going to be. Cause I'd already done that. And it was very, it was hurtful and it was, it was hard. And I just didn't want to be in that space. So we had lots of conversations about what it is that we wanted, what to do when what we wanted wasn't well or we changed our mind or you know like yeah i want two kids i started off saying it and then i had gears and i was like <laughs> no because you were still talking about we can have another one together sister. i was like, I was like mm, no, <laughs> no after garrison came out i was like you know what i changed my mind <laughs> <laughs> And his family still roasts me to this day about me being like, he, you said too. So, but I mean, we had to have conversations about what does that look like now? He will still make jokes about Garrison having a brother. But the reality is the shop is closed. Um, Child, he better brother up with his cousin and have a cousin brother. That's what I I said, you got a whole bunch of cousins that all line in the same age range. Like, these are your brothers, too. Like, right. it is what it is. So, you know, but it, it's definitely been a lot of work that we've had to put into getting to the space that we are today, which I will say the last, the pandemic definitely helped in terms of confined space in you thought you knew, but you really don't know. And now you really know. And then, you know, like it was, it's a whole different environment when mm-hmm. you're stuck in a house with six people. Yeah. It's, it's real different because you'd be trying to figure out, okay, so somebody got to go. <laughs> it's not me. Like, uh, who's keeping all these kids? Like, we're all y'all got to say here? Like, it was just, it was a lot. It was a lot. But it definitely was helpful um, in terms of us 
you know, having more conversations and we just had nothing but time. Like you just got yeah. nothing but time. And so it's like, okay, well, let's, you know, let's find new recipes. Oh, you really don't like squash? Like when did that happen? Like, you know, so yeah. it was still things that we were finding out about each other, but it definitely was helpful um, for us to get to the place where we were. Cause unfortunately that's the time when Gamal got really sick and we ended up being in the hospital and yeah. it was a very scary time, but a very enlightening one. Um, we had a lot of serious conversations after that because it was just like, you almost weren't here. And I don't, it took, I think it took a, a while for him to see the impact that that had for me. Um, Cause I think we, we, we definitely had different perspectives about how that went down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that he realized the seriousness of it until I was like, no, you don't understand. Like, let me explain to you how, how this happened from my perspective. So you can see what I saw. Um, so we had a lot of serious conversations about life and life together um, after that. So it was a low, but it definitely was helpful because um, now we're here, which I can honestly say we wouldn't be here had we not had that. Mm. That's so interesting because, I mean, a lot of people didn't make it through the pandemic. Oh, back. It sounds like y'all got stronger because of the pandemic. So that's yeah, I mean, you know, I threatened to kill him, but we we <laughs> made it. <laughs> I mean, I think everybody threw out one of those. I'm I'm about to kill this person. I'm with at oh, least that- once. I mean, I didn't have six people in the house. I had two, and at one point, I was just like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Somebody yeah. come get this child. <laughs> right, right now. Like they'll be outside with the bag right, right now, right yeah. now, right now. Oh, well, that's beautiful. I'm happy. I mean, I'm still like overjoyed to hear that you and the Rowan Law still are are friendly. Um, and you know that things have perked up for the the, the blended of the fams. That's beautiful. beautiful. Yes. It's really nice. <laughs> so, you know what? I was just thinking, okay, so I've been watching Love is Blind season two, and it really poses the question of like, could you marry someone sight or could you fall in love with someone sight unseen? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then like marry them. And that's kind of like kind of what online dating is a little bit. But do you think that like if you were to just be in a pod with Gamal, you would fall in love with him sight unseen. So, so I will say that I think it's possible. So I think a lot of, especially if you're having you know, really good connection and conversation with someone. I think it's possible. I think there's still a lot of other factors that matter because if you don't mm-hmm. have that chemistry and y'all can't, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. If, it, if it don't go down, I mean, Absolutely. I'm just saying, 
And I know my daddy is going to be listening to this and making a face. So I'm sorry, daddy. But that, <laughs> but that's the that's the reality is that you got to have some chemistry somewhere in there. Yeah. And you know, I think, but I think it's possible. I don't, I don't think, I don't put it past you know anybody, especially when a lot of times, you know, especially during the pandemic where you couldn't go anywhere. It's not like you could go. Mm-hmm. It, you couldn't go anywhere. So all the conversations and stuff you did have were online or on the phone or whatever because that's all you had like that's all you had so it's definitely possible yeah that's really cute that's really sweet well yay to all of those (laughs) who out there all married and stuff um i also like i don't know if y'all heard me applauding when erica said that you know she's evolved to a place that she doesn't have to fit into the mold of what everybody says a marriage is because um that's how I've been trying to live my life for the last I don't know 10 years or so maybe not 10 but you know coming to the realization of I don't know if I want the traditional marriage um or to be married at all um or the traditional relationship or to be in a relationship at all (laughs) um but that's definitely something that has to come from maturity um and an openness to explore because we do kind of get especially when you're young you kind of just do what you've been told or do what you've seen or do what you've heard without even putting in any thought of like but what do I really want because while I know I'm supposed to get married I'm supposed to have kids according to this patriarchal society what Mm -hmm. do I really really want and what's going to make me happy so I thought that was really beautiful so you know I was applauding finger snapping all that jazz we were having that part of the conversation. <laughs> so, but I think it's interesting though, because I'm still very traditional at heart. Like I still have very strong traditional values, but I would not, I would say my marriage is probably, it's heavy on tradition, but there's a lot of things that is very not traditional about mm-hmm. how we've made it uh and that's really the key is like figuring out the right balance of things for how you want it to be and how you want to look like because at the end of the day all these other people with opinions and thoughts and whatever's they're not here yeah they don't have to live with this person they're not here every day day in and day out like some stuff that you know might be like (gasps) oh at somebody else's house like it works it works over here <laughs> like don't yeah. you know yeah. like don't That's don't be I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even judge anybody's relationship at all um right. I, was, I was joking with my therapist the other day and I was talking about persons and um I was just like you know really nothing is a deal breaker except maybe polygamy and I was like mm. I'm not gonna even throw that out because that's a different either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lightweight joking. I'm lightweight joking. But <laughs> truthfully, you can't judge other people's relationship because what works for them is what works for them, you know? Right. And I will say my list of deal breakers has definitely evolved because I used to have a very long and detailed list of deep deal breakers. Um, until I found myself in situations where I was like, okay, but is this really a deal breaker? Mm-hmm. or yeah. is this we need to have a few conversations and an understanding and maybe a negotiation yeah. <laughs> like or is like, it really you know, people go through things 
and like they make mistakes and they do things that like 10 years down and on, they're more evolved and they're a better person. And so should that really be a deal breaker or is this something that we need to talk about and work through? Yeah, right. I feel that. I am I am above and beyond not judging anybody's relationship, yeah. you know, to a certain extent, because I don't think anybody should be in an abusive relationship emotionally. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, all. the line is drawn with that. Yeah. That is, that is deal breaker, number one. But, yeah. um, you know, or probably devil worshiping. <laughs> Okay, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I think it's beautiful and um, I'm happy that, you know, y'all have found your groove in everything. Um, yeah. So kudos to you. Yay! Good times. Good times. Well, that seems like a wonderful way to end our we are not in the, no. <laughs> you so you're are you trying to skate by the fact that we said we would give an okay. part? I am not. I am, but I'm not. Okay, so listen, y'all. I'm I'm gonna be quick with it. Okay. So in part <laughs> one, go back and listen to part one. I was talking about that I was online dating and that it was trash, y'all. <laughs> trash. And then I really don't think that like that's really just not for me. Um, and I did happen to mention someone who I felt like was probably the closest thing to my soulmate. Um, if there's a, such a thing as a soulmate, well, you know, you know, the update is I am definitely 100% no longer online dating. I hate it. Again, it's trash. I probably will never go that route ever again. But, you know, that said person has resurfaced in my life. And, you know, we're we're friends and having a good time chatting and talking and video chatting and being happy. So that's that. Woo-hoo. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to let you make it with this. Sugar. I mean, what else you want me to say? What else you want me to no, say? No, no, no. No, let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. I recognize that this is you speaking it out loud is still very fresh and new. And so I will let you make it with this powdered sugar donut version you just gave. <laughs> I'm totally fine with that because the reality is that's the truth, right? Is that you you're done with online dating, you've been done, you've you quit. It's it's a wrap. Like Trash. That, <laughs> that is certainly the truth. Um, and then whatever happened next is whatever happens next. And so I'm very excited for you. I'm, I'm keeping it low key. Cause I know how you feel about my excitement, <laughs> but I'm very excited for you and the possibilities that lie with your future in the love department. Girl, I love him. He loves me. That's all that matters. Whatever happens after that is whatever happens. I just I'm learning to sit in the moment and that's something that I'm working on. Just being calm in the moment. Okay, stop. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna hang up now. I tried to hold it. You see what I was doing? I was good. I was trying to hold it. Stop. Stop. Okay, anywho, enough about you. All right, so that's the update on part one. That is the conclusion of part two. Our searching see what do we call it suddenly searching well we're not searching we're we're we are not lost we have been found and so <laughs> we are we are 
We are done, son. Like that's a wrap on the part one and two. So we hope you enjoyed. I'm. It was thoroughly entertaining on both ends in my mind. Very much so. Very much so. I think everybody will get definitely some laughs and aha moments. So yay, good times. All right, right. y'all. Well, I will see y'all or hear. We hope to hear from y'all. Let us know what you think. Um and. Deuces. (laughs) Yes. Until next time. Stay safe out there. We'll see you. Bye. Bye.